Weber, Artistic Director of Chicago's Porchlight Music Theater. Opening in movie theaters March 26, 1943, Hello, Frisco, Hello, with a screenplay by Robert Ellis, Helen Logan, and Richard McCauley, is an uncredited remake of the 1936 20th Century Fox film King of Burlesque, which was also based on Vina Delmar's original unpublished story entitled The Day Never Came. King of Burlesque starred Warner Baxter with, in the same heroine and sidekick roles they would play in Hello, Frisco, Hello, Alice Faye, and Jack Oakey. The film tells the story of vaudeville performers in San Francisco during the period of the 1915 Panama Pacific Exposition, when Alexander Graham Bell made the first transcontinental phone call from New York City to San Francisco. The film marked the return to the screen of Alice Faye, one of 20th Century Fox's biggest stars, who is returning to films, having taken time off to have her first child following filming of Weekend in Havana in 1941. Released at the height of World War II, Hello, Frisco, Hello! became one of Faye's highest-grossing pictures. Even still, she was not initially imagined as the star of the film. According to a June 20, 1941 Hollywood Reporter news item, Gene Tierney was set for the top role in the picture. Other reports noted that Carol Landis, Anne Baxter, and Betty Grable had been set for the film. This was one of the last musicals made by Faye for Fox, and in later interviews, she said it was clear to her the studio was promoting actor Betty Grable as her successor. The film's musical score is an eclectic combination of new and classic songs. The estate of composer Louis A. Hirsch, who co-wrote the song Hello, Frisco, Hello with Gene Buck, brought an infringement suit against 20th Century Fox, claiming that they did not have the right to use the song in the picture. The suit, however, was dismissed in June 1945. The movie introduced the song You'll Never Know, which was sung by Alice Faye and won the Academy Award for Best Original Song. Although Faye never made an official recording of You'll Never Know, it is often named as her signature song. Here on the November 15th, 1943 episode of the Lux Radio Theater are stars Alice Faye from the 1943 film and Robert Young with Eddie Mars, B. Benaderet, Trudy Marzen and Arthur Q. Bryan in Hello Frisco, Hello. Lux presents Hollywood. The Lux Radio Theater brings you Alice Faye and Robert Young in Hello Frisco, Hello. Ladies and gentlemen, your producer, Mr. Cecil B. DeMille. Greetings from Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. San Francisco is a lusty town with a past of roaring adventure and a present of roaring war production. And San Francisco is a romantic town with a tradition of color and excitement drawn from the seven seas of the world. It's often been a background for drama, but tonight it's the scene of a gay and musical romance called Hello, Frisco, Hello. Now, San Francisco is a bit sensitive about contractions of its beautiful name. 
So when the 20th Century Fox picture played there, the title was discreetly changed to Hello, San Francisco, Hello. To prove our own good neighbor policy, we've brought the chief charm of the picture to this stage, Miss Alice Fay. Tonight, Bob Young co-stars with Alice, and the whole combination is our idea of perfect entertainment. We borrowed Bob from the Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, where he's delving into the mysterious, in a picture called The Canterville Ghost. Alice Fay is delighting the Technicolor cameras at 20th Century Fox in The Gang's All Here. And tonight, they star together for the first time with Alice singing the hit songs of Hello, Frisco, Hello, the story of an entertainer who found romance and excitement in the city by the Golden Gate. Someday, that same Golden Gate will give many returning Americans the first sight of their homeland, and they'll have strange and fantastic tales to tell. Here's one that comes in advance. My brother is now serving in the South Pacific. A girl writes from Texas. Since he's been away, uh, we always... Uh, uh, he, he was very particular about his appearance. And my sister and I, since he's been away, took a few cakes of his favorite Lux toilet soap in every box we send him. Not long ago, he gave a cake of it to one of the natives out there. The next day, the man was back begging for more. My brother wondered how anyone could use that much soap in so short a time, but decided to part with another cake. Imagine his surprise when the native, smiling happily, unwrapped the soap and proceeded to eat it. <laughs> so much, so much for the advance of civilization in the South Pacific, and our thanks to an unknown Polynesian for his comment on the purity of Lux toilet soap. Someday his children may learn what it will do for the exterior complexion. Now the curtain rises on Hello, Frisco, Hello, and the first act, starring Alice Faye as Trudy Evans and Robert Young as Johnny Cornell. Take the sad strains of a barroom ballad sung by a sad-faced barroom tenor. Mix in a tinny ragtime tune played on a tuneless piano, and now add people. Hundreds of people. People out for pleasure. People out for money. Step right in, folks. Step right in. Over this pour the booming notes of a mission band, playing hymns in a crowded street. Combined with this, the sound of beer wagons rattling over the cobblestones. Now mix them all together. Let them swirl out over San Francisco Bay in a blaring, trumpeting, raucous symphony, and you have the Barbary Coast in the year 1900. Step right in, folks. Step right in this very shocky place. The brightest, gayest little cafe on the Barbary Coast. You want dancing? We give you dancing. You want free lunch? Free lunch you get. You want singing? Ah, folks, you want singing? We give you little Trudy Evans. Trudy Evans, the pride of San Francisco. And at the piano, Johnny Cornell. You can't go wrong in Sharkies. Step right in, folks. Step right in. Thank you, folks. Thank you. Now, in appreciation of your kind applause... Trudy Evans and I will offer you our latest musical novelty. Hello, Frisco. Hello, 
How do you do, my dear? I only wish that you were here. Hello, Frisco, hello. How is the fair out there? They tell me that it is a fair. Don't keep me waiting. It's aggravating. Why can't you hurry, Central? You're so slow. I can hear you now. I can hear you now. Hello. Now can you hear? Dearie, I bought the ring and I've arranged for everything. You know I love you, dear. We'll be together soon and then we'll have a honeymoon. Oh, your voice is like music to my ear. When I close my eyes, you seem so near. Frisco, I called you up to say hello. Rudy, I told you that number would go over big. Oh, I hope Shocky liked it. We should have told him we were going to do it, Johnny. What for? Do you hear that hand? That's what we're paid for. Hey, Johnny, what's the routine? Come here, Bueller. Where's Dan? Ah, right here, right here. Hey, do we do our dance next to what? Throwing in that new number kind of mixed me all up. It'll be all right. You and Bueller go into your soft shoe, then we do Pony Boy for a finish. Now, go ahead. Get out there. Okay. Just a minute, you. Oh, hello, Mr. Sharky. Did you like our new number? What's the idea? You didn't say nothing to me about it. Well, just a little something different, Mr. Sharky. We'll speak to you later. You'll speak to me now. That little something different pulled 40 people out of my bar. It's empty. Well, that just shows you. Yeah, and if it happened six times a night, I'd be broke in a week. Cut that number out of the act. What? But, Mr. Sharky... It's out. Now, wait a minute. That's our best number. If you cut it out, we're out, too. Okay, you're out, too. Beat it. Now, just a second. Come on, Johnny. Don't argue. Let go. He can't do this to hey, me. Hey, turkey. Coming up, uh, boss. Listen, you can't throw us out. The boys will take care of that. Trouble, boss? Yeah, throw him out of here. Okay. Hey, Mike. Four bumps, one out. Hands off, Come Mister. Let hands let off. Come on. Come on, all four of them. Throw them out. Like, I'll take your hands off the you coat. Out, You Let can't go. get away with this. Watch me, yeah, Sonny. Leave him alone. Come on, out. And don't come back. Johnny. Johnny, are you all right? Sure, I'm fine. Your face is cut. Oh, that's okay. Come on, Dan, get on your oh, feet. Oh, listen. If I get bounced out of any more places on my head, I'm going to end up a comedian. Well, that makes three places this week. Mm. Oh, Johnny, why don't we stop trying out new acts and stick to the old routine? Because we're too good, Bueller, that's sure, why. Sure. Yeah, you want to work in honky-tonks all your life? No, all I want is to have a life. Why, we were going great tonight, weren't we, Trudy? Great before we went. Well, come on, Sharky's isn't the only place in San Francisco. Uh, Sharky did us a favor throwing us out. You wait and see, something will turn up. Sure, probably our toes. Johnny, Johnny Cornell. Sam Weaver. Well, for the uh, yeah, love Johnny, of... been looking for you all over town. Good to see you, Sam. You folks know Sam, don't you? No, him. I've been bitten by him. Scat, Sam, go on, go on. We ain't interested in no gold mine. Wait a minute, wait, Johnny. I got news, news, Johnny. Mm. You know that last time you grub staked me? Yeah, you mean you struck gold, Sam? There's millions there, Johnny, so much gold you can shovel it up like coal in a bin. There, what'd I tell you, folks? I knew something would turn up. Sam's hit it. Well, Johnny, you hear, I... You're you worrying about getting kicked out of Sharky. Johnny, I was just telling you about an old lead I got up near Sonora, but this time I can't miss. All I need is another grub stake. Oh, a grub stake. Johnny, it's an investment, safe as a bag. Yeah, but it's after banking hours. Well, here, Sam, this is all I can spare. Johnny, don't be a sucker. Thanks, Johnny. You'll never be sorry. One of these days, we'll be riding down Market Street in our own carriages with harness buckles of 14-carat gold. So long, I'll be seeing you, Johnny. Mm, Big-hearted Johnny. Yeah, with our dough. Well, what are we going to do now? Well, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going back doing my own little single. Oh, don't talk like that, Bueller. We've all got to stick together. Johnny will get us another booking. Sure, sure. Then he'll try out another new act, and ouch, we're out in the alley again. 
Is that what you want to do? Break up the act? No, of course they don't, Johnny. All right, Trudy. If they want to quit, let them. I never begged anyone to stick with me if they didn't want to. Oh, they didn't mean it. Look, Beulah, you're glad to be with Johnny when things are going good. Then well, as soon I... as we hit the bumps, you talk about walking out. Hey, look, that van down the street. Well, what about it? That's the O'Farrell Street mission. Yeah. Look, wait right here for me. I've got an idea. Uh -huh. He's got an idea. I wish he had an idea where our next meal is coming from. Oh, Beulah, stop. Johnny's smarter than Sharky or any of them. Someday he'll be right up on top and he'll take us along with him. Look, this is no time to throw cold water on him. What we should do right now is give him a pat on the back. Oh, you're always giving him a pat on the back, Trudy, but all you ever get from him is a cold shoulder. No, it isn't, Dan. I understand, Johnny. He's trying to get ahead. He has his mind... Well, he has his mind on other things. Well, it sure isn't you. If he didn't need you for the act, you might as well be painted on the backdrop. Yeah, but you don't need him. Trudy, why, you could get your old job back at the Tivoli in a minute. Well, I don't want it back. I'd rather stick with Johnny than be a headliner at the Tivoli any time. And you two are all wrong. It isn't me that puts us over. It's Johnny's showmanship. And if I'm satisfied and willing to believe in him, why can't you? Okay, okay, if that's the way you feel about it, Trudy, but we're only doing it for you. Yeah, that goes for me too, Trudy. Okay, you'll see. Johnny will take care of it. All right, folks, come on, let's get going. Hurry up, hurry up. Why, Where, why, Johnny? what do you mean? We got a job already? Sure, we're working for the O'Farrell Street Mission. The O'Farrell Street? I quit. I'm back here. No, listen, I'll... I ain't going to shake no tambourine. I'm a hoofer. Don't worry, you're going to hoof. And, Trudy, you're going to sing. We're going to do the whole act on the street in front of Sharky's place. He thinks we pull his customers away from the bar, huh? <laughs> well, we're going to pull them right out in the alley. Come on, they're waiting for us. By the mill Where they made sweet cider I made sweet love to you As I sat there yearning for one kiss, the sweetest I knew. On the hill, by the old town chapel, those evening bells would chime. I'll always remember that golden November. Sweet cider time when you were mine. Thank you, thank you. Just put your contributions in the tambourine, folks. Thank you. Come here, you. Well, well, Mr. Sharkey. How's business, Mr. Sharkey? All right, Cornell, I get the idea. How much do you want? Well, every little bit helps, Mr. Sharkey. How much do you want to get off this street? Well, I'll tell you. Ordinarily, I'd settle for $250. But for you, it's a special price, $500. Why, you thieving little... No, 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 no. settle with them and quick. There ain't nobody left in the joint. It's all for a good cause, Mr. Sharkey. Put your contribution in the tambourine. Here's your 500. Now get out of here. Sure, but we'll be back. You see that place right across the street, the grizzly bear? Well, someday I'm going to own that place. Someday, Sharkey, I'm going to make you look like two lead cents. Go on, get. So long, Sharkey. See you in the poorhouse. Folks, step right up. It's the gayest little gay spot on the coast. The grizzly bear, folks. Johnny Cornell, owner and proprietor. The song of Trudy Evans. The intricate steps of Stanley Daly. 
<laughs> Back to the doors and they're standing three deep at the bar. And if we're full capacity tonight, think what we'll be doing when we really get started. We'll be playing to the best people in town. Did you see who were out there? A bunch from Knob Hill. Mm, you ought to be more careful who you let in the place, Johnny. Yeah, well, that's the crowd I'm after, the carriage trade. They're the kind of people I want to patronize us. Well, that's about all that amounts to, Johnny. They're patronizing us. They're slumming. All right, I'll make it even. I'll send a quart of champagne to their table with my compliments. And I'll bet they asked me over to meet them. Brother, your social register was the police cassette. They wouldn't even give you a tumble. No? Hey, Charlie, take a bottle of champagne over to that dame at the big table. Compliments to the house. Okay, boss. Here you are, lady. Compliments to the boss. The boss? Johnny Cornell, lady. The Johnny Cornell. Oh, I see. Thank you. Well, you're a social success, Bernice. It seems so. Tell me, who is the Johnny Cornell? I've heard something about him. I believe he started out playing in harmonica on the open ferry. I heard he used to be a prize fighter. Mmm, he sounds interesting. I'd like to meet him. Bernice! <laughs> come on, let's get her out of here. Oh, waiter, <laughs> would you ask Mr. Cornell to come to our table, please? Yeah, sure. Here, bub, you pour this stuff, will you? Thank you. Here, Bob, you pour it. <laughs> well, that's a sample of what to expect from Mr. Cornell. He'll probably draw up a chair and offer you a cigar. Yeah, you want to see me about something? Yes. Are you the Johnny Cornell? Yeah, that's right. Well, I, I just wanted to thank you for the wine. Not at all. My pleasure, Miss Croft. Oh, am I discovered? Everyone in San Francisco knows Bernice Croft. Thank you. I'd like you to meet Ned Clark and Mrs. Greenwood. How do you do? How do you do? Know you. Won't you join us? I'm sorry, I can't. Uh, I have to see that things are kept going. I see. I think your entertainment is marvelous, Mr. Cornell. Yeah? Well, thanks. Uh, come in again sometime. I will. Oh, uh, by the way, I'm giving a party at my house Sunday night. Won't you come and bring some of your friends? Thanks, I'd like to. Uh, good night, Miss Croft. Good night. Bernice, for heaven's sake, his <laughs> friends. <laughs> Bernice, I wash my hands of you. <laughs> Come on, Trudy, come on. Let's get out of this joint. What do you say, huh? Oh, we can't leave without Johnny. I don't go for these high-class parties. I ain't been so uncomfortable since my celluloid collar got on fire. Come on. Where is Johnny? Have you seen him? Yeah, I seen him all right. Trapesing around after that croft dame like a monkey on a string. I don't know what's gotten into that guy. Johnny's okay. Yeah, sure. He's always okay with you, Trudy. Look, why don't you stop wasting your time? It's not worth it. Johnny don't even know you're alive. Oh, he'll discover me. He's just got to open his eyes, that's all. And uh -huh. I'll be here. Yeah. Oh, Miss Evans. Yes? We've been thinking that if we asked you very nicely, you might favor us with a song. Will you? Oh, I'd be glad to, Mr. Clark. Fine. Well, I'll go find Johnny. Oh, no, don't. You play for me, Dan. Don't bother Johnny. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Trudy Evans. Okay, Trudy, sing for your supper. You'll never know just how much I miss you You'll never know Just how much I care And if I tried I still couldn't hide My love for you You ought to know For haven't I told you so A My heart went with you 
speak your name in my every breath. If there is some other way to prove that I love you, I swear I don't know how. You'll never know. library. You like it? Yeah. This is the kind of a layout I'd like to have myself someday. It was my father's favorite room. Those pictures are opera stars he knew. Yeah? Edouard de Resque, Nellie Melba, Adelina Patti. Yeah, they were really class, weren't they? Your father must have been a pretty great guy, Miss Croft, building an opera house and Bringing artists like them to San Francisco. Oh, exhibitionism, I expect, to prove how little he thought of money. Is that why you're carrying the opera on? No. No, it eases my social consciousness. Helps offset the shocking things I do. <laughs> oh, I still think it's a pretty good idea. I don't know any better way you could spend your dough. Well, it's nice to have you approve of something about me. I don't know what you mean. Oh, yes, you do. You've been looking down your nose at me all night. As if I'm something strange out of another world. You are. You see, uh, I don't belong here in your class, Miss Croft. I gotta feel my way around pretty carefully. You never gamble, do you? Not with women. That's not very flattering. No? Well, I'll tell you. It's only a 50-cent hack ride from here to the Barbary Coast. But it takes a million dollars to come back up if you want to stay. It would be nice having you for a neighbor, Johnny Cornell. Would it? I think so. Okay. Yeah. I think that's enough. What's the matter? You wanted me to kiss you, didn't you? Did I? I'm not sure. Well, I am. Yes. You're sure of a lot of things. I don't get it. I suppose when you play this way with your society friends from this side of Market Street, they remember to be nice little gentlemen. Usually. But when they're presumptuous, they have a better reason. They are from my side of Market Street. Mm-hmm. And I'm from the other side of the track, so you wanted to find out how I take it. <laughs> Is that another of your interesting sidelights? Female psychology? I don't know about female psychology, but I know you. Very cool and very proper. With 101 suckers eating their hearts out over you. Because I'm beautiful or rich. And you loving it, every second of it. Only you've got to be careful. You can't let yourself get too much interested in any guy, or maybe you'll turn out to be the sap. Meaning I could get interested in you. Yeah, meaning that. 
<laughs> Thanks for coming, Johnny Cornell. I wouldn't have missed knowing you for worlds. Good night. Good night. Johnny. Yeah, what? What are you thinking of? Oh, a lot of things. Being patronized isn't so easy to take, is it? How did you know? Well, I saw your face. Yeah? Take a deep breath, Johnny, and hang on. It isn't over yet. What isn't over? The butler slipped me this on the way out. It's money for our entertaining. Entertaining? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, we'll keep it. Johnny, what are you looking for? What do you want out of all this? Not money. Look, you see down there? Mm -hmm. That's the coast, way down low. This is the hill, way up high. And somewhere in between, there's a wall. You can't see it, but it's there. But I'm going to bust through that wall. I'm going to grow so big down on the coast that no wall can hold me, no matter how high it is or how tough to crack. That's all you want, huh? Nothing else? That's all. <laughs> well, they say if you want anything hard enough, you can get it. You'll get it, Johnny. Everything you want. I only hope it makes you happy. In a few minutes, Mr. DeMille presents Alice Faye and Robert Young in Act Two of Hello, Frisco, Hello. And now, it happened in the Jones family. Stand still, Mary Louise. I want to get your face really clean. Mommy, did Grandma used to do that to you? <laughs> Why, of course. Well, did Grandma's mother used to do it to her? She certainly did. Gosh, Mommy, who started this clean face business anyway? I know. I'll bet it was Mr. Luck. Well, Mr. Luck starts out in that young lady's life under quite a handicap. <laughs> but she'll change her mind before she's 16. And at 26 and 36, she'll know Lux toilet soap for one of the best friends a woman ever had. Very true, Mrs. Jones. You echo the sentiment of the world's loveliest women. Nine out of ten Hollywood screen stars use Lux toilet soap every day. Isn't that significant when you stop to think about it? Those first ladies of the screen face the relentless eye of the camera, the critical eyes of the world. Their complexions must always be one of their chief concerns. What's more, if a more effective beauty soap could be found at any price, surely they would be the first to buy it. But these famous and lovely stars depend on gentle white Lux toilet soap to give their skin protecting care it must have. Now, here's a suggestion to the women in our audience. Why don't you try Hollywood beauty care? You'll find the active lather facial screen stars use really make your complexion look lovelier. Smooth lots of the rich, creamy lather well in. Splash on warm water to rinse and finish with a dash of cold. Then pat the face dry with a soft towel. Do that regularly, every single day, and see how soon your skin takes on a smoother, fresher look. Remember, it's patriotic not to waste soap. Use only what you need. Lux toilet soap is hard-milled to last, but you'll find it lasts even longer if you always put it in a soap dish that's dry. We pause now for station identification. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. Hi, this is Porchlight Audience Services Manager, August Compton. 
Thank you for listening to WPMT. If you value programming like this, please consider making a donation today at porchlightmusictheater.org. We appreciate your consideration and hope you enjoy the show. Act two of Hello, Frisco, Hello, starring Alice Faye as Trudy Evans and Robert Young as Johnny Cornell. Johnny Cornell is on the way up. With four cabarets on the Barbary Coast running full blast, the money is rolling in faster than ever. Johnny Cornell is beginning to see his way clear now. The way to Knob Hill. Hey, you want to catch that new number, Johnny? No, no, no. Whitey just brought in the take. I'm checking it over. <laughs> How can you keep your mind on it? Every time I come into this room since you fixed it over, I feel like the butler should bring in my card. Yeah, I'll read this back to me, will you? Sure. Dance land, $1,846.35. Hey, that's not bad. It'll do. It'll do? You sure got chummy with money in a hurry. I can remember the time you'd have retired with that much, though. So can I. What's next? Silver Palm Ballroom, $2,150. Okay. Next? The Green Mill. Hey, that's only 418 bucks. Why, that don't pay for the band and the waiters. Well, it needs publicity. It hasn't caught on yet. Yeah, and it won't either. You got a takey, Johnny. Yeah, well, it's going to be the biggest thing in town. And tonight you're going to see it go over. Go get your hat. I'll be right back. All right, where are we going? To the Green Mill. Come in. With me, Trudy. Oh, sit down, Johnny. I'm just fixing my face. Oh. Hey, get the flowers. Somebody die? Oh, they're from Ned Clark. You remember him, Bernie's Croft's friend? Oh, yeah. Uh, are you going someplace after the show? No. Well, never mind the makeup. We're going out. Going out? Why? Do you have to ask why when a fella tells you he's taking you out? When you ask me, I do, Johnny. Well, I'll have to ask you more often so you'll get used to it. What about the midnight show? Skip it. The place isn't big enough to hold the crowd anymore. If they don't like it, let them walk. Come on. Champagne, Charlie, the best. Champagne? Sure, boss. Champagne, darling? Whose birthday is it? Will you get over asking what for and why? This is our night out. Okay. See, I think this place is doing fine. It's almost packed. It's building up. A few more guest nights and it'll catch on. Take some special attraction to get the customers coming in. Honey, how different it looks from where you sit, isn't it? How? Oh, it's such a relief to be just one of the customers once in a while. You don't know how I appreciate it. Well, uh... That's swell, Trudy. We're going to have more nights out. Well, I'm glad. Johnny. Yeah? Isn't that Dan over there? What's he doing here? And now, and now, ladies and gents, the big moment of tonight's entertainment, the piece of resistance, what every one of you have been waiting for, our guest, that sweet little lady with the golden pipes, San Francisco's own, Trudy Evans. <laughs> Go ahead, honey. They're waiting for you. Yeah. Our night out, huh? Okay. When I was born, my ma and pa, they looked at me and said, oh, sure. The doctor said, it's a girl, I think. And pa went out and got a drink. Then Ma said, I look just like Pa. And Pa said, I took after Ma. 
And Jane said I look like a quince. And I've been a stepchild ever since. They always, always pick on me. They never, never let me be. I'm so very lonesome, awfully sad. It's a long time since I've been glad, but I know what I'll do by and by. I'll eat some worms, and then I'll die. And when I'm gone, you wait and see. They'll all be sorry that they picked on me. Now, why do they always, always have to pick on me? Why do they never, never, never let me be? I'm so very lonesome, awfully sad. It's a long, long time since I've been glad, but I know what I'll do. By and by, I'm gonna eat me some worms, then I'll die. And when I'm gone, just you wait and see. They'll all be sorry, terribly, terribly sorry. He's really gonna be sorry that they picked on me. Sit down, Trudy. Gee, that was swell. You didn't mind going on, did you? No, but you could have told me. I'd have been glad to do it. You know that. I'm glad to be a part of anything you do. You are? Well, that's half the fun of doing things, having you in on it. Is it? Sure. It's wonderful, Johnny, the way you've made it all come true. Proud of me? Uh-huh. You have about everything now that you started out for, except that that house on Knob Hill. Yeah. Well, <laughs> looks to me like you're keeping close in touch with Knob Hill than I am. What about this Clark guy? Well, what about him? Well, he's not the kind of a fellow for you. Are you afraid I couldn't get along on his $8 million? That's it. He'd want you to quit show business. You can't do that. You're going places, Trudy. Money isn't everything. Mm, it is when you haven't got it, Johnny. Oh, what have you got to worry about? Well, I wasn't thinking of myself. Too bad about Bernice Croft, isn't it? What about her? Well, Ned Clark told me her gold mine was playing out. She began speculating pretty heavily, and, well, she lost everything. They're even going to auction off her things. Oh. Well, I guess she had a good time while she had it. I wonder what she'll do now. She can't support herself. Well, that's the way it is when you inherit those family bankrolls. That's what I told you. You're better off where you are in show business. Well, I, I just thought I'd tell you. Oh. Look, uh, when is that auction, do you know? It's tomorrow. Why? Oh, I was just wondering. What am I bid? What am I bid? I got 300, 300, 350. Sold to Mr. Johnny Cornell. And now, ladies and gentlemen, an exclusive item from the Croft Musical Offerings a collection of opera scores as produced at the Croft Opera House. I'm sure they need no further recommendation. What am I offered? $3,000. Thank you, Mr. Cornell. $3,000. Just a moment. There must be a mistake. The opera scores are not for sale. But, Miss Croft, they're offered in the inventory. I said they were not for sale. Sorry, Mr. Cornell. I'll have to ask you to withdraw your bid. Okay, sure. May I see you, Mr. Cornell? This way. Why did you do that? 
The scores are not for sale. Meaning they're not for sale to me. Because I'm from the other side of Market Street and couldn't appreciate them. No. No, I think you're one of the few people here who would appreciate them and understand what they meant to my father. Then why did you stop me bidding? Because some things are more important than the dollar sign in front of them. I'll make you a present of the scores. They'll be delivered with the other things you've purchased. You can't afford to do that. I'll give you 5000 You said once it was only a 50-cent hack fare from the Barbary Coast up here, but it took a million dollars to stay. You've just about made a million. But one thing you'll have to learn is to accept a gift with merely a simple thank you. The scores are yours. Thank you, as per instructions. You're welcome. <laughs> Perhaps now that I won't be able to be patron to the San Francisco Opera, they may find a new impresario in Mr. John Cornell. <laughs> I'm afraid that would be over my head. I'm sure nothing would ever be over your head that you set your mind on. You have a way of saying things that... What? Well, I'll have to say this my way. Suppose I set my mind on you. I'd be flattered. But for the present, I have other plans. I'm shaking the dust of San Francisco from my worn-out sandals for a while. You see, Johnny, in some things we're very much alike. We both have an inordinate amount of pride. No, I couldn't stay here and have my friends feeling sorry for me. Well, those are the kind of friends you'll be better off without. I'm not one of those. I'm glad of that. I might be glad to take advantage of it sometime. But if I come back to San Francisco, it'll be to everything I've always had. So, once again, for worlds, I wouldn't have missed knowing you. Goodbye. Uh, let's just make it so long. All right. So long, Johnny Cornell. I received your message, Mr. Cornell, and while I don't usually transact business after all... I was wondering why I hadn't heard from you. Sit down. Any news? Well, I haven't been able to contact the lady since I last saw you. I presume she's traveling. And she was in Newport last week as a guest on Count uh, somebody or other's yacht. Yes, that's where I addressed your last offer, but the letter was returned. I must say, Mr. Cornell, she hasn't shown much interest in your purchasing a house, even though you keep increasing the amount you're willing to pay. Well, find out where she is and raise it again. The newspapers say she's going to Europe. Wait a minute. She going on that yacht with the Count? I, I really couldn't say. Okay, that's all. Get out. Who is it? Look, Trudy, you and me are... Oh, I didn't know you had company. Oh, it's all right. This is Mr. Cochran, Mr. Cornell. How do you do? Hiya. Well, I must be going. We'll leave it this way, Miss Evans. Whenever you come to a decision, I'll expect a cable from you. Well, thanks, and I really appreciate it. Good night. Good night. Who is he? Charles Cochran. Cochran? You mean the producer? No one else. Was he out front? How do you like the show? He must think it's pretty good. He made me an offer to go to London. Oh, well, you're not thinking of taking it. Yes, I am. Oh, Trudy, you can't. Why, losing you would be like losing part of myself. I used to feel like that too, Johnny. But, well, you have other plans, and I have to think of getting ahead the same as you. Well, what's Cochran got to offer that I can't give you? London? That's a lot of high-hat bunk. Don't you think I could make good? I don't want you to make good for him. If you want to do musical comedy, I'll get a theater uptown. I'll buy the Majestic for you. I'll get you the West Coast rights to any show you'd like to do. I'll put you over bigger and better than Cochran ever will. 
I always told you when I went up, I wanted you there with me. Well, I wouldn't fit in where you're going, Johnny. I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying right here on the Barbary Coast. I found out I'm in my class here. You mean that, Johnny? Sure, I mean it. Well, I, I told Mr. Cochran I'd cable him if I accepted his offer, but, but I never intended to. Well, well, what's the idea of giving me goose pimples? You made a wreck of me. Come on, take off your makeup. And don't give me that stuff about the midnight show. Tonight you're going out with me. Now, listen, the last time I went out with you... That was you, the last I... time. No entertaining tonight. I'll be waiting. Hurry up. I'll only be a minute. Mr. Cornell, telegram. Telegram, let's have it. Yes, sir. Arriving San Francisco Wednesday. Love, her niece. Tell you, Johnny's quitting the coast. He's gone swell on us. Oh, I know better, Dan. Did he close the deal for the Majestic Theater? Yeah, tomorrow morning. He's ashamed to be hooked up with honky-tonks anymore. He's going to be respectable. As bad as all that? Now, look, maybe you don't know what's going on. I know why he's buying the Majestic. Johnny's outgrown Pacific Street. He's an important person now. No, oh, I give up. I thought it was only the Croft dame who was filling with that stuff. What have you all going to do with two? Listen, Bernice Croft hasn't anything to do with it. Well, I was right. You don't know. Well, let me tell you. Bernice Croft is sitting down in front of that theater right now. Tell them how you and me should be doing our stuff. You mean she's, she's back? Yeah, she's back. Maybe you like it, but me... Well, I don't like the head man's wife poking her nose in. His wife? Yeah, that's it, honey. From now on, he's just going to be Mr. Bernice Croft. I don't know how to tell you. Oh, I see. Trudy, I... Well, I know how you feel. I guess nothing I could say would help very much. Oh, it's all right, Dan. I, only I, I wish he'd have told me himself. Johnny doesn't know me anything. He's given me everything I've got. Success here and, and a chance to go to London. London? Mm-hmm. Didn't you know? Well, I'm sailing next week. After a brief intermission, Mr. DeMille returns with Alice Fay and Robert Young for Act Three of Hello, Frisco, Hello. Now, here's a young lady with a busy day behind her and a busy evening ahead. Lucky I lost that five pounds or I'd never have squeezed on this bus. Phew, I'm tired. Promised I'd go to the canteen tonight, too. Well, I know one thing will make me feel like a new woman. Soon as I get home... Hey, uh, Mr. Kennedy. Well, who are you? Well, just a man with a question. Say, isn't this the time for the sales talk on this program? Why, sure it is, but... And aren't you all set to tell the ladies in the audience what a swell pickup a Lux soap bath makes after a tough day? That was the idea, if you'll just give me a chance. Okay, okay. All I want to say is, why don't you give the men a break, too? Give them a tip on using Lux soap. That active lather is the goods. Makes a guy feel like a million. My friend, I think you've got a point there. It certainly is true that Lux Toilet Soap makes a grand bath soap for everybody. Men go for its extra creamy, active lather that chases the day's dirt and grime in a jiffy. They like the way a cake of Lux Toilet Soap lasts down to the thinnest sliver, too. Doesn't get mushy or soft. That's because it's hard-milled. These days, when it's patriotic to save soap, that's especially important. 
And though Lux Toilet Soap is as fine a soap as you can buy, a real luxury for your daily bath, it's thrifty to use. Costs but a few cents a cake. Now, here's a special tip for the ladies in our audience. Why not let the men in your family enjoy Lux Soap as their daily bath soap, too? They're sure to appreciate the quick refreshment that rich, creamy lather gives. Ask your dealer for some fine white Lux Toilet Soap tomorrow. And if he's temporarily out of stock due to wartime conditions, he's sure to have more soon. Remember, Lux Toilet Soap is worth waiting for. And now, Mr. DeMille returns to the microphone. A chat with two charming people follows our play. Now the third act of Hello, Frisco, Hello, starring those two people, Alice Fay and Robert Young. Trudy Evans, the girl from the Barbary Coast, has taken London by storm. The curtain has just fallen on the opening night of her first play, and the corridor outside her dressing room is jammed with admirers. In that sea of strangers appears one familiar face, Johnny Cornell. Trudy! Trudy, here! Johnny! Oh, Johnny! Get inside. I want to speak to you. Oh, Johnny, I'm so glad to see you. <laughs> Uh, I guess I ought to punch you in the nose for running out on me. But I'm as proud of you as if I did it myself. You had that audience right in your pocket. Were you out front? Out front? I cabled for a ticket from Paris. You don't think I'd be within a thousand miles and not be here, did you? Oh, I thought you were a thousand miles away. I read you were in Italy. Sure, I saw the whole works, from soup to Switzerland. What these babies over here don't know about show business would fill mechanics hall. <laughs> How's your wife, Johnny? Oh, she's okay. She's in Paris. You know, dressmakers and all that stuff. Mm. But she's sailing tomorrow. I'm meeting her at Southampton. It's about time I was getting home. Yes, of course. And and how are Dan and Beulah? Okay, I guess. I, I don't see much of them anymore. Why not? Well, Dan walked out on me. <laughs> I guess he thought I was going too high class when I took over the opera house. The opera? Sure, it's the same stuff we've been doing. It's show business, isn't it? The only difference is you play to the carriage trade and the customers don't understand what the performers are yelling about. I think I can show them how it should be done. Well, if you say you can, Johnny, I know you will. That sounds like old times, having you give me a pat on the back and tell me to go after things. That's someone else's privilege now. Oh, she's all for it. You know, keep the opera and the Croft family. <laughs> That's funny, isn't it? I wonder where we'd be now if we'd been satisfied just... Plugging along with the old act we tried out at Sharkey's that night. I wonder. Well, we can always take a bow. We were tops and we proved it. We've got everything we started out for. Well, I guess you have everything you started out for. Come in. Miss Evans. Oh, I'll be right there, Mr. Cochran. Well, I guess I better beat it. Uh, goodbye, Trudy, and, and uh, good luck. Goodbye, Johnny, and good luck to you, too. Well, Trudy, nothing much has happened since I last wrote to you. I guess you heard about Johnny even over there in London. Like I told you in my last letter, he took over that opera gag. And believe me, it is laying a beautiful egg. He has sold the grizzly bear and the green mill to meet the losses. We don't see him, of course, but we read the society column. One night I seen his wife. She came slumming down the Sharkies again. Only it was funny. She didn't come with Johnny. I guess there's a story there, too. 
Sold everything I own to support that bunch of yodelers, and now I'm through. I fired them tonight, the whole gang. I heard about it. A very pretty exhibition, Johnny. Mm. All you needed was the proper atmosphere. Stale beer and sawdust on the floor. That's right. If I'd had sense enough to stick to the Barbary Coast, I'd have been better off. I thought I could raise you above it. I thought my father's prestige... Your father. I'm sick of hearing about what your father did. I'm fed up with his opera house and the art gallery he gave the city and the big society shindigs he threw. He had a gold mine. Well, I haven't. But you've been digging me for one ever since I married you. Whatever made you think I married you for any other reason? I never told you I loved you. I wanted money and you wanted social position. Well, I gave it to you. Mm. Well, what do you want now, Bernice? What do you suppose I want? Divorce, I guess. Okay. I'll send you the deed for the house tomorrow. That's all there is left. Gertrude Evans returned this week from a successful London season. She leaves immediately for the West Coast to rest up before... Bueller! Hey, Bueller! Trudy's coming back! Sit down, Trudy. Tell us all about it. How have you been, Dan? Oh, great. Oh, Trudy, lend me your handkerchief. <laughs> oh, well, this is something, ain't it? Hey, Bueller and me are working at Sharky's again. Sharky? Yeah, yeah. it's the only place we can get a job. Sharky just took us on because every time he gets cockeyed, he likes to kick us out again. <laughs> hey, gee, Trudy, we've been reading all about you. It's great. Yeah, Mr. Cornell sure did you a favor when he got on that society merry-go-round. Yeah. Hey, did you hear? After the Croft dame took him for the gold ring, she made him pay for the divorce. Yes, I heard about it. Now he's feeling for the grizzly, and you're on top of the world. Spieling for the grizzly? Oh, Dan, that's awful. He still knows more about show business than anyone in San Francisco. All he needs is another chance. Oh, you can't do anything to help the guy. He wouldn't take anything from anyone he thought was doing him a favor. He wouldn't have to know it, would he? Hey, you mean you're going to give him a hand after the way he treated you? Why do you think I came back, Dan? Step right in, folks. The grizzly bear featuring the princess, Hallie Hulani. See her grass skirt sway like the palm trees in the breeze. Step right in, folks. Johnny, Johnny Cornell. Hiya, Sam. How's the gold mining racket? Step right Johnny, in, folks. Look, gold watches. What? Gold watches. I got a pocket full of them. They bounce great. Look. Hey, what's uh, the... Here, Johnny, you bounce one, too. Go ahead. See how high you can make it go. Yippee! Hey, are you crazy? What is this? Did you make a strike? Did I make a strike? Sam the millionaire, that's me. And it was all on your grub stake. Mine? Johnny, that grub stake had kittens. It's a Comstock. You could pick up the nuggets walking barefoot with your toes. Yes, sir. Wait. Can I get some of my share right away now? Here, here's a little chicken feed. Take a thousand or so. If you want real money, we'll get down to the bank with a wheelbarrow. these new tables, Johnny. Right down near the stage, and tell those carpenters to hurry it up. I'm opening the doors at 8 o'clock. Okay. Hey, you guys, snap it up. Hey, Johnny, Johnny, I got just the girl. What girl? The singer. Well, what do you say? You want to try her out now? I got to go inside to check the bar. Sam's in there drinking the profits. Johnny, wait. You got to hear her. She's great. I'll listen from inside. Put her on now. Okay, okay. 
Tootie, come here. Did you tell him? No, I didn't tell him it was you. Come on now, give it good. Hey, lay off that Hamlin, guys. Let's go, Tootie. Just how much I miss you You'll never know Just how much I care And if I tried I still couldn't hide My love for you You ought to know For haven't I told you so a million or more times? You went away and my heart went with you. I speak your name in my every Oh, boy, are you lucky, Johnny. Not a gal to be had in town that can sing without tripping over her tonsils and Trudy walks in looking for a job. Quite a coincidence, isn't it? Yeah, and you can get her for 200 a week. That's a big drop from 2,000. I'm afraid she's a little out of my class. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm laying off for the summer anyway, and besides, I wouldn't mind taking a cut. Thanks, but I wouldn't ask you to. Oh, Johnny, what are you talking about? You know, the grizzly would never be the same unless Trudy was with us. We can get along, Dan. Johnny, I know you can get along without me, but... But I don't want you to. I want to help. You, Dan, and Beulah mean more to me Thanks, than anything. Thanks, Judy, but it still goes. I wouldn't let you come back here to beer and sawdust. I'm on my own now. I don't want anything from anybody. Okay, Johnny. Charlie, tell him to stop the spiel outside. We can't hold any more customers for an hour. Okay, boss. Hiya, Johnny. Have a little drink with your old fart, Sam. <laughs> You've had about enough, haven't you, Sam? Me, I could drink prussic acid out of a boot. <laughs> okay, have a glass of fizz water on the house. Fizz water? Johnny, that's indecent for a man who's got the greatest school strike in the Sierras lined up. What do you mean, lined up? Johnny, I swear it, but this time we can't miss. I'll get you back every grub steak you ever gave me. All I What is this? Gold, Johnny. One of these days we'll hit it. Come here. What do you mean, one of these days? Where did you get that dough you gave me? Now, Johnny, wait a minute. Where'd you get it? Don't get mad, son. We'll pay her back. Who was it? Trudy Evans? Yeah, she staked you, Johnny. She said you wouldn't take get it. Get out of here. Now, Johnny. Get out. Wait a minute, Johnny. It wasn't Sam's fault. It was my idea, the whole thing. I'm sorry. A benefit, huh? No, a partnership. You, me, Dan, and Bueller. Well, good luck with it. I'll see you around. Now, wait a minute. Johnny. Johnny, please listen. I always said we'd get somewhere if we stuck together. Well, we did. We got here, Johnny. Here where we belong. Don't you see you... 
Can't break it up again. It's taken us too long to find out that this is what we want. All of us. Say, hey, you're crying. Certainly I'm crying. Why wouldn't I cry? Well, what about London, Trudy? Oh, I don't belong there any more than you belong on Knob Hill. Oh, give it a chance, Johnny. Please. You know, I've been eating my heart out for this ever since you left. Now I've got it, and I, I don't know what to do with it. Just don't throw it away. That's all. I'll have to think it over. I don't know. Go ahead, Johnny. I'll see you later. Trudy! Trudy, is everything okay? Oh, I don't know. It's funny. I was always so sure that someday Johnny would open his eyes and I'd be here. Now, I don't know. Well, what do you say? We're all ready for your number, Trudy. You want to go on? Uh-huh, I'm ready. All right, come on. Hit it, Eddie! Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to tell you how wonderful it is to be back here at the Grizzly again. And it's great to have you all back here with us. But there was someone missing in tonight's show. She's right here now. And if you let her know you want her, she'll be right up here like she used to be. The one and only San Francisco's Trudy Evans. All right, Jan, move over. I'm part of this act, too, remember? Johnny. Hello, Frisco. Hello. You all set? Oh, yes. Have you thought it over? Yeah. And look, we don't work tomorrow night. We've got a date. And the night after that, and the night after that, too. Oh, Johnny. Hello, Frisco, hello. How do you do, my dear? I only wish that you were here. Hello, Frisco, hello. How is the fair out there? They tell me that it is a fair. Don't keep me waiting. It's aggravating. Why can't you hurry, Central? You're so slow. I can hear you now. I can hear you now. Hello. Now can you hear? Dearie, I bought the ring and I've arranged for everything. <gasps> mm, I love you, dear. We'll be together soon and then we'll have a honeymoon. Oh, your voice is like music to my ear. When I close my eyes, you seem so near. Frisco, I called you up to say hello. For adding to the gaiety of nations tonight, we invite Alice Fay and Bob Young to take one of our very best curtain calls. Thank you, C.B. I guess the old Barbary Coast was a pretty exciting place. Did you ever see it? No, it was going full blast when Mrs. DeMille and I played San Francisco in 1902. Hmm. <laughs> we were on our honeymoon, as a matter of fact. That was when I was an actor. Oh, the good old days, huh? Well, there's some argument about that. <laughs> I guess he must have been a pretty handsome leading man, Bob. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't claim that, Alice, but uh, I, I, I did have rather curly hair. <laughs> now you're really going back. <laughs> well, speaking of curls, Alice, I, I'll bet your daughter has them. Oh, aren't daughters wonderful, Mr. DeMille? Mine has reached the ripe old age of a year and a half but I'm already imagining her getting all dressed up for her first party. If you want to know about daughters, I'm your man. Well, that's, right. <laughs> that's right. 
Uh, daughter number three was a recent arrival at your house. Kind of crowding Eddie Cantor, aren't you, Bob? Hmm. All this talk about daughters has put a gleam in C.B.'s eye. <laughs> well, I, I can't afford to ignore four potential customers for Lux Soap. Well, I'm already getting mine started on the right track, Mr. DeMille. You see, I've used Lux Soaps along myself, but I know how good it is. It helps to keep one's complexion just right. Now, yours is especially right, Alice, and in Technicolor. Hmm. Now let me tell you what we plan for next week. Drama or comedy, C.V.? Drama, Bob. And one of the biggest dramatic hits Hollywood has produced this year. It's the paramount picture, China. And our stars will be Loretta Young, Alan Ladd, and William Bendix. It's an adventure story of three Americans in that brave land across the Pacific. Part of the heroic saga of China's fight for freedom. And we'll have the original stars of the picture when we present Loretta Young, Alan Ladd, and William Bendix. Well, that's a big event in any theater, C.B. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. I'll be humming tonight's songs all the way home. Our sponsors, the makers of Lux Toilet Soap, join me in inviting you to be with us again next Monday night when the Lux Radio Theater presents Loretta Young, Alan Ladd, and William Bendix in China. This is Cecil B. DeMille saying good night to you from Hollywood. Patriotic women who are helping save lives by saving waste fats. Be sure to save your waste fats in a tin container. Do not use glass. Breakage of glass containers may cause injury to those handling the fats. So please use a tin container. And remember to take the fats to your meat dealer often. Heard in tonight's play were Eddie Marr as Dan, B. Benaderet as Bernice, and Trudy Marson, Leo Cleary, Arthur Q. Bryan, Ed Emerson, Cliff Clark, Robert Harris... Fred Mackay, Paul McVeigh, Dorothy Scott, Charles Seal, and Ken Christie. Our music was directed by Louis Silvers. And this is your announcer, John M. Kennedy, reminding you to tune in again next Monday night to hear Loretta Young, Alan Ladd, and William Bendix in China. According to Hollywood Reporter News Items, after San Francisco Mayor Angelo J. Rossi complained that, quote, Frisco, unquote, was an inappropriate contraction of his city's name, 20th Century Fox agreed that whenever it was shown in San Francisco and its suburbs, the film would be renamed Hello, San Francisco, Hello. Actor Robert Young appeared in film, television, and radio, and was best known for his leading roles as Jim Anderson in the sitcom Father Knows Best, which began first on radio before appearing on CBS television, then NBC, then again on CBS. Late in his career, he had one of his biggest hits as star of the TV drama Marcus Welby, M.D., this broadcast included some of radio and animation's best-known voices, including Arthur Q. Bryan, best remembered for his longtime reoccurring role as well-spoken, wisecracking Dr. Gamble on the radio comedy Fibber, McGee, and Molly, and for creating the voice of the Warner Brothers cartoon character Elmer Fudd.
B. Benaderet appeared on numerous programs working with top comedians such as Jack Benny, Burns and Allen, and Lucille Ball, as well as in the sitcoms The Beverly Hillbillies, The Flintstones, and her best-known role as Kate Bradley in Petticoat Junction. In addition to this Lux Radio Theater version, Hello Frisco Hello was also presented on the April 3, 1944 episode of radio's The Screen Guild Theater, this time with actor Jack Oakey reprising his film role. Theaters across the country need your support now, more than ever. We hope you'll consider a donation to Porchlight Music Theater today. Just go to porchlightmusictheater.org. Until next time on Classic Musicals from the Golden Age of Radio, I'm Michael Weber. Music